listening to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch, episode 550. My name's Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Wayne, as we reach the midpoint of our exploration of the Netflix speculative series, Black Mirror. And I assume you maybe didn't go to the Facebook group this week because, uh, I guess, might as well bring it up now. I guess some might say, well, Dave threw Wayne under the bus here. What's that um, all I did about? Check it, kind of, but I guess not very well. So, what'd you do? Oh, you didn't you see away that. With all right. Well, well, well Linda Bond. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Linda Bond posted, uh, you know, asking why we weren't doing any episodes from the pre-Netflix era, which, from what I understand, some I'm making air quotes out there think that was, you know, m- maybe among the mm. better episodes. And I did what any responsible co-host and friend would do it's like hey hey it wasn't me it was wayne talk to wayne uh he made the list yeah i i didn't even realize there was a pre well i guess was it this one that they what am i thinking no no i'm thinking of anyway i I think it's maybe the first two seasons maybe um but but then i posted the second five in response and uh, apparently there were a couple that were planning to do in the second yeah. five that would fit into that category i would try to i don't think we i don't think i picked one from the first season but also i didn't pick any from the last season either i think um so most of them are from two three four in there and yeah but i i did like consciously kind of try to you know pick at least one from each season but then like i just not like a huge fan of the first season i mean they're great i mean don't get me wrong they're great episodes um i like every season of uh black mirror but when you only have to pick 10 like you know you just have to make sure. choices and sometimes your choices you just sometimes you make a choice because kelly mcdonald is in it and uh, sometimes you make a yeah. choice because it's a great episode and you know, sometimes it's a you make a choice because it uh, it's an episode that you really felt good about, made you feel good, kind of like the last one. So, you know, there's 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 no necessarily rhyme or reason to it. Just cause, just cause, yeah. All right. So, all right. Well, before we get into our what we're watching segment, a uh, reminder that we typically record on Mondays, so any feedback's got to be in Sunday. 6 p.m. Eastern time. Alan Thomas, dude, you're always close. Don't don't sweat it. He always asks me, yeah, did I get it in in time? It's like because they're you know it's a different time zone, but uh, not that but uh, much. But anyway, um, all right, this doesn't really count for my what I'm watching, even though I watched it, dude. Obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. dude. Thank you. Uh, that okay now you you mentioned it last week and with the caveat it's not high art yeah it's not i but you know i I got the thinking how is it that different from something like rambo or you know any of a number of these kinds of shows except that it's got a much lighter touch and and you know there's certainly the comedic element involved with the save the country from nuclear destruction right. 
premise. And, you know, as you pointed out last week, I'm not going to rehash that. The, the, the funny part is, you know, the whole obliterated has has multiple meanings because the, the team that has to find the actual nuke they're blasted out of their minds from a celebration. Yeah. But anyway, so look, I, I can't recommend it more highly. I, it was so enjoyable. I, I cranked out for the first night and. You know, yeah. That's, I was, I was worried that maybe I sounded like I didn't enjoy it, but I did. I, I thought, it was Oh no, you very did. Enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's not gonna, you know, it's, it's not gonna threaten, uh, you know, Scorsese at any, <laughs> but uh, but it doesn't pretend to you know it is it is what it is and it's a very enjoyable show so the pace is great like it just is you know um you know the pedal to the floor the whole way uh, yeah glad you liked it yeah and you didn't tell me pony boy was in it uh is he oh, dude yeah see thomas Howell. oh he oh was he the old was he the the bomb guy yeah no, I, I'm I'm looking at him the whole time, thinking, where do I know him from? Right. I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, of course. And then once you know it, it's- I, I never, I never looked. You know, it's the same thing. I was like, that guy looks familiar, but I don't, I don't really recognize anyone else in the cast at all. Like there weren't anything that was even pinging a little bit. So it's one of the rare times I'm watching the show that I didn't look up the cast at all while I was watching it. Um, yeah wow okay yeah see thomas out cool glad glad to see uh, he's still getting work yeah but i'll be real quick Uh, we're watching a show called hidden which we found on acorn tv takes place in north wales and covers both english and welsh speaking characters which is cool we've run across a show that did that and it escapes me but uh, three seasons, season one was a murder and abduction with this really kind of, uh, uh, who's the guy from Psycho? Um, Anthony Perkins? Uh, yeah, but that character. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah, anyway. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, season two, we got murder by some teens, which is kind of interesting because it's, uh, you know, the, the, the female character she's kind of orchestrating everything. Uh, and the interesting thing about the show is you, you learn who the killer is right almost from the start. So then it's like, you, you, you know, you're, you're following along as the detectives are trying to solve, you know, these crimes. And that's not that it's never done that way. It's just not usually done that way. So, yeah. Um, we're really enjoying it a lot. Norman Bates, um, you know, by we're the way. Wait, we're pe- Norman Bates. There you go. Well, it's yeah. almost got that that kind of Norman Bates and his mother kind of feel, even though it's this little you know core of three teenagers, a girl and two guys. Uh-huh. So, uh, anyway, what do you got? Cool. So I got two to talk about. Uh, the first one is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, another one that Netflix was pushing on me. I kind of resist. Though it looked like it was something I always kind of low-key wanted to watch and finally just like what the heck so it's a pentaveret i don't know if you've heard about this one no it's uh michael myers or mike myers which michael myers is the the the, the halloween guy with the hockey mask character mike myers from saturday night live and wayne's world and austin powers so it's like so he it's basically his his baby he wrote i think every episode or at least was one of the writers of every episode 
There's a uh, uh, Keenan Michael uh, Key Keegan Michael Key is in it. I'm trying to think who else like. But, well, Jeremy. The, the be- so anyway, it's basically about this group of five dudes who control the world, but nicely. Like they're they're like the Illuminati, but they work to better mankind and not kill people and stuff like that. And then in the beginning is uh, Keegan Michael Key is uh, just becomes they they don't ask you to join; they just kidnap you and then they stage your your death, and then you uh, you're part of the Pentaveret and everything. So you know, there's like some you know a British kind of like Oxford professor type guy. Uh, there's the Alice Cooper's manager is one of them. Um, a guy who's supposed to be like a Rupert Murdoch type person. And then another guy who's very much, um, like a a, a Russian monk kind of, uh, anyway, they're like character stereotypes. Um, long, long story short, uh, it's like six, I think like 20 some minute episodes, um, you know, Michael Myers is still, I think, a really, really good actor, especially comedic actor. Uh, like he was great in, um, in Bohemian Rhapsody, but you know, he just his, his you know the the writing is just not quite there. Like the jokes that were hilarious in Wayne's World and Austin Powers are just not. They, they kind of like just don't, you know, that same type of humor. And I don't know why because I loved it. Before and I could, I guarantee you, I could watch like the second Austin Powers movie right now and probably laugh my rear end off the whole time. But but Tavrit, not quite so much all the time. Though I thought the last couple episodes are very strong and funny and actually um, had some decent uh, story and action to it. Um, fun fact: uh, you get to see more than you would think you would of. Michael Myers genitalia in this, which is a brave call on his, uh, uh, especially, you know, he's older than I am. So, you know, to do full frontal nudity for an older guy, um, who's, you know, not necessarily, uh, overly equipped, I guess, <laughs> but it was, you know, but it's just like him, like, you know, another laughing. And actually it was pretty funny that part though not, not like the dude in obliterated no the dudes in obliterated are the quite the opposite of uh like if 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 if, if i looked like those dudes i would be naked all the time so um so yeah so i you know i, I don't know whether i actually recommend it or not it was it was moderately funny it wasn't hilarious i thought it was going to be super funny based on you know the the people who were in it and the trailers to it and it kind of there, there were some good parts but then there were a lot that were just like uh you just feel him trying to hard but he mike mike myers plays a canadian journal well, he plays a million roles in it, but he also plays this canadian journalist who's trying to uncover the pentaveret and that's probably like that guy's the like the heart and soul of the show and he did really that's what i'm saying as a actor and as a comedic actor especially uh he was top notch still and, and he did a great job with that character um it's just the rest eh, not quite so strong but you know it's like six less than a half hour episodes six episodes you could crank it out in the night and uh you know decide for yourself so 
Um, so the last one, I'll be really quick because Alan from this sort of talks about this is I watched the first three episodes of Constellation and um, Alan didn't think like he was too hot on it. I was also not necessarily, I think the third episode is where I really started to get interested in it. The first two, I think I pre- pretty much have to agree with everything Alan says about it though. Like he, he mentions like the gravity vibes and the Martian vibes and uh, those totally two great movies that um, that this is a lot alike as well. Um, it's just basically Numi Rapace is an astronaut on the International Space Station. Uh, something hits them and they have to bail. Um, and there's a machine that the Americans were experimenting with up there that uh, Jonathan Banks, who is awesome in this, by the well, he's awesome always, but in this, especially awesome. Um, they really, really want that machine back. And so we expect that a lot of the weird stuff, because there's lots of weird stuff going on, um, not the least of which is Jonathan Banks's character was on Apollo 18. Do you know what Apollo 18 did? I don't. Nothing. There's no such okay. thing. <laughs> the Apollo missions ended on 17. So that's like the first thing that, that gives us a, uh, a key that we might, I my theory at this point is that we might be dealing with multiple realities here and everything. Um, so you know, again, at first, like the the the, the all the, the the cinematography and the acting and the right all the elements of it are like really solid, right? The production values are incredible on this. Uh, but like I said, I have to agree with Alan. The first two episodes, maybe I was not quite so hot on but i think the story really started to pick up in that that third one so i will i will right. keep everyone posted on it as as we go okay and i presume alan might as well so. yeah all right well let's get to black mirror season three episode six hated in the nation written by charlie brooker directed by james hawes this season was released october 21st 2016 I'm not going to make any comments about the length of this episode. I, I know, I know that upsets you a little bit, Dave. I, I apologize. Now, the, the only thing it did—it was really good. I, I really enjoyed. It. I mean, it's a great episode. I mean, but it is literally a feature film, and 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 that's fine. Um, I couldn't bring myself to rewatch it, not because I didn't really like it, just. <laughs> Because it was 90 minutes, but you, you, you didn't have an hour and a half of your super busy schedule. Yeah, too. well, I anyway, but but I really did enjoy it. And 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 there's so much here. Um, not the least of which are the really powerful horror elements yeah. in what's really otherwise just a typical police procedural. Um sure. But very fringe like police procedural. I think uh hold on. I know who said it. So I can cite it properly. No, I'm not going to go there. Uh, Alan from the UK. Okay. Is the one. And, and there are so. Said, go ahead. No, I was just saying how, how he, he was just talking about the, the beginning, right? Where the kind of like you set up like, uh, I wouldn't say normal people because Joe Powers is obviously, you know, different already. But like a person who we introduced to right away and they're dead five minutes in. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I really like the framing device that's used here. Uh, you know, we, we quickly learn that, 
you know, what's going on in the present is this hearing where they're trying to learn from DCI Karen Park what the hell happened over the last four days or so. And then, of course, we flash back to, you know, day by day, day one. And, and as you point out with Joe Powers, we'll get to her in a second because she's the first victim. I really like the pairing of the two women detectives in this. And and again, it's kind of that X-File Scully and Mulder because mm-hmm. uh, Karen Park, while not a Luddite, is nowhere near as tech savvy as Blue Colson, who she's been paired with. And, you know, it's funny, the show we're watching now, the, 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 the Wales show, uh, the de- Detectives that work together really like each other, but but it's one of those tropes that you see very often, two detectives thrown together, and the one that feels like his or her turf is being infringed upon is loath to really accept that person. I don't want to say we go that far here, but Karen's not totally on board with you know this newbie that uh you know is coming from cyber crimes you know what do you know about an actual dead body but you know as as often happens the two really start to work well together so so i really like that about sure uh, well i I like the the two women together as well you know and everything i thought that was good i didn't really think about till the the second watching that which is actually like my fourth or fifth watching but you know like that I'm like, oh yeah, that's the 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 main characters, the ones running the action, are both female characters. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Kind of like Cagney and Lacey, you know. They even have one blonde and one brunette. Mm-hmm. Well, you see that a lot in the international shows, and, and my wife and I have commented, you know, many times that that's an element that that we really enjoy. And and a lot of times you will see a female pair, paired with a male. But, you know, there's nothing going on, one or the other. It's usually the male in the show we're watching now. You know, her male partner just had a baby and he's struggling to, you know, balance home life with work life and things like that. And and But the two of them really get along. So, so I really like that. We've got that twist at the end, which, I mean, what do we make of that? Um, be, because that's. I don't want to say that's what this episode is really all about because, you know, we'll talk about some of the recurring themes, but what do we make of the ending? Well, I mean, I get a strong feeling that Alan is going to experience some, not Alan, sorry, I'm thinking about the Alans. Uh, Garrett is going to experience some consequences of his own. And I think it was Alan from the UK who wondered whether, you know, it will be he'll be brought in to be brought to justice or whether it will be a more medieval type of vengeance. And I tend to go down on the part. I don't think she would be uh, blue would go undercover and fake her own death to bring this guy in. Like there's, I, I would, if I had to theorize, which of course we don't know what happens, but my theory is that she's got a bee of her own that she's like kind of 
got all ready for him. Okay. Because we don't know her end game, just as you explained, we don't know how she intends to bring him to justice. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think she's planning on putting the cuffs on him and, you know, getting him a plane ticket to fly back to the UK. On the other hand, my worry is that this dude, is it possible he is as clever as the professor from Money Heist and that he's still manipulating her once again? And I guess to me, that's the beauty of this ending because we can't ignore that. You know, the the, w- the way he led everybody down a particular path and you know she texts uh karen got him but she doesn't yet yeah but i mean okay. it, it doesn't seem like he really knows that she's there yeah. and she looks like she's in control of the situation yeah. like they finally they've learned and they flipped the script okay. on it well, I hope to hell Charlie Brooker has an, in an interview somewhere explained what happens. Because if you have I, Charlie, I, I would dare say that he did at some point. Oh, that's God. Right. Anyway, well, you, you, saw, you don't think that's all right. I, I don't mind. Uh, no. Anyway, but you're right. Let it go. Let it, you made it. You made. If you wanted to give us an answer, you should have provided an answer in the uh, you know within the the episode itself. If you're gonna. Leave it ambiguous at the end and just let it stay ambiguous. And just Is say, it in the text you know? or not? Right. right. So um, a lot of recurring themes. Again, the themes that we see in Fringe, certainly in the X-Files. And we've talked about the, the government surveillance that takes place in the UK and, you know, whether or not the populace is, is – cool with it i mean at this point it doesn't appear as if they have a a choice and and as i've said we watch a lot of the uk shows and and you know one of the first things the detectives ask is their cctv in that area and more often than not there is so you know certainly we've got that here but it's it's through the bees and right which people don't know. People don't realize that they're being surveilled. Right, right. They know there are cameras on the street. Right. But, but That's when there's that really, really creepy shot. I think when they're leaving Clara's apartment, there's like they show a CCTV camera and one bee sitting on it. And it's just such a like, it could be like an innocuous shot, but it just is so especially if you've seen it before and you see the foreshadowing there, it's just so threatening and, you know, and, uh, and creepy. Yeah. And and I mean, that's part of the horror that we experience here. Obviously the bees. And again, I, I'm not going to say which of our feedback providers mentions Alfred Hitchcock's the birds. I think it might've been Fred. Fred. Okay, good. And, 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 Absolutely. And and it didn't necessarily occur to me until Fred brings it up in his feedback, but, but the bees banging against the windows uh, again, uh, I, I, I'm, it's impossible for me to believe that it wasn't an intentional homage to uh, Hitchcock. No question. Yeah. No question. Yeah. And, and that's horrific enough in itself. But then when we learn, as you point out, it's, another way the government's surveilling its citizens in this case without their knowledge 
it's a different level of horror. And that's the the thing with uh, you know uh, Sean the uh, NCA I think it's called um, the government dude who is you know totally okay with like he can justify anything and you know and again like is he completely wrong right he says do you know how many kidnappings and shootings and bombings we've stopped it's like well no <laughs> like you don't but it still doesn't make like using these bees to to um, create a surveillance network for you get to see everyone what they're doing all the time like doesn't make it right um i don't think but of course i'm not sure there's loads of people who work in law enforcement who would say the opposite well i'd understand that and certainly in our you know sister city uh baltimore you know obviously that's our closest big city uh that's been a point of contention for a few years now that that uh using drones and and you know things to uh you know help police bring you know the the criminals to justice but again we don't want to go down that rabbit hole (laughs) that's a discussion you know i'm not sure we could solve it at this point but uh that's yeah yeah but but the thing about the bees which is is again something that recurs in the x-files i believe it was in the first x-files movie they were using bees you know in a in a way that the public should have known about but didn't but but here it was ostensibly a way to deal with an environmental catastrophe which did you get the feeling that the company that that makes the autonomous drone insects you know i mean they knew what the government was doing but they kind of well, of course they knew yeah, right, that was no, part no, no. of the I, agreement right? Well, right no no no. i know that but i i got the sense that that for them that was a fair trade-off to basically save the world that that you know if if we right. don't have bees there's so many things that that you know, would impact the ecosystem and that this was, you know, in their mind, the only way to, to combat that. If that means then the government is going to surveil people, well, that's a price we're going to have to pay. We might not like it, but we will anyway, because they seem willing to help, you know, they didn't try to stonewall the detectives. Well, they didn't think anything was wrong. Well, yeah, right? but it didn't take long. And then when they long. did, they realized that their technology was, you know, at the heart of people dying. Right, but I think the standard response would be to stonewall and, and try to prevent and, you know, save the brand, so so to speak. And, and you know, that's not what we see here. Um, like Paul Reiser and Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, there's there's an you know, ironically, there's a big uh, Supreme Court case going on here in the states uh, about how much the First Amendment applies to online services like Twitter or I can't call it X. What a fucking stupid name! <laughs> I just wonder, like, at what point do we just stop saying Twitter? You know, like, no, I'm not. And Facebook and, and, you know, all of these things, um, you, because of their power, but more to the point, their power to disseminate misinformation. 
And in this case, it's not necessarily disinformation. I think it probably falls under the online bullying. But didn't we do another show? I feel like there was a show we did where there was a, I don't know if it was a politician or whatever. They had him strapped in a chair and there was some kind of online voting, whether to kill him or not kill him. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of something else that I saw. It doesn't sound like it's ringing a bell with you. Um, no, well, except for the, the first episode of Black Mirror, which there, it wasn't whether to kill him or not, but, you know, like the... Yeah, okay, yeah. right, 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 right. <laughs> One that we're not doing for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like there was something else. I mean, I don't know, but 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 certainly it, it addresses that. It addresses not only, you know, the power of these mediums, but what you know, a base element, you know, you, you like to talk about, oh, that brings out the best in people. And, and in this case, it brings out the worst. And I really like the twist that it, you know, it's not so much the victims that we're going after. It's, you know, let, let's find out who's willing to uh, behave with abject cruelty. And then we'll take revenge on them and and that's of course what happens so that you see people like joe powers she's taking one for the team so to speak i mean not not her choice ordinarily we when we use that that uh explanation the the person does it willingly and that's certainly not the case here well right like like joe and clara and tusk right are the like they're not, you know. That's that's the the problem, which which only uh, Karen seems to see is like, well, wait a second, we're we're being led down this this path here. You know, what if this isn't? You know, we think that the the, the whole purpose of this game is to is to kill these you know super unpopular people. Well, what if it's what if it's not? What if there's something else at at play here, right? And so they are just they they are like the bait in order for what Sean ultimately springs the trap by hitting the button that gives Garrett full access to, to all the bees. And he's able to then turn them against the, the people who were, um, who all participated in the, the game that he created. Right. Right. Um, and, and, you know, we don't necessarily get a sense of how far journalist Joe powers, goes in this article about the wheelchair martyr this disability rights activist so we get the sense that she she just basically made light of this woman uh i believe it was a woman now i can't remember um i I think it was okay but but that's what causes the citizens to hate her and you know that's certainly something that is real you know where you know very often journalists or, or politicians or or you know whoever that yeah. that you know generate a lot of hate within the populace and and you know a lot of times people take it too far right uh, yeah and, it's it's cancel culture right, right? and and we right. and we have January sixth so yeah I mean well, well that's the thing right that um, you know it, it is this total comment on and they even mentioned how uh, i think the prime minister knows like just being the leader in the 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 death to hashtag death to game well he then he's 
these more of a focus, right? Like just being on the list then brings more of that traffic his way. You know, it, it, it is like this whole idea of the, the, the poisonous nature of, of social media altogether. Um, oftentimes, a lot of times people saying, oh, you're beautiful or great and everything. But then there's also some very horrible people out there because of the anonymity that it affords you. So people, stuff that they would never say to a person in to their face, well, they feel empowered to say it online, Right. And that is what Garrett is calling out here, right? He, he's punishing the people for their their cowardice and their brutality. Obviously, the the consequence that he establishes is, is well, because the people, like even the teachers, like well, it's just for fun, right? Like they don't see, like I I've, I actually had to look up like a thesaurus, like. Words that mean opposite of serious, right? Because that's like everyone who participates in this game is the opposite. They don't think it's serious. It's frivolous. It's trivial, right? And so for them, it's just it's just a little bit of fun. But of course, Garrett saw his his roommate tried to kill herself because of this quote unquote fun. So for him, it is a deadly serious. There can be deadly consequences to what these people are doing online. That's what he's trying to demonstrate. Yeah. And I mean, again, as we said, we don't necessarily know exactly what Joe powers wrote to get everybody to hate her. I think we could, they, they, her article was, they flashed it for a second there. I thought of pausing it and reading it, but then I was like, nah, I've got like 88 more minutes of this. Thing. But then when you learn that, I, I believe her name was Clara, somehow thought it was a good idea to urinate on a war memorial. Well, I think she was just looking like she was urinating. Well, right, right. And but still. videotaping and then putting that online. You know, sometimes it's like you think, what the hell? I, I, in, yeah. in what universe did you think that was a good idea? Well, I, I think you were probably still at school where like some kids from a, actually your alma mater uh like broke into a another kid's jeep and posted online posted themselves uh breaking into someone else's car yeah like it's just like what is wrong with um i don't know but uh you know and do we ever really learn what the deal with the rapper tusk was is it just because he made fun of the kid oh right, right 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 that's right um, but by day, so like that is obviously extremely rude and obnoxious behavior, but did he deserve to die for it? Like, uh, that's doesn't seem like a capital a crime, you know, right. just making fun of some kid who's a fan of yours. Like, was it nice? No, it was horrible, but doesn't deserve to die for yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. I forgot the kid that was dressed up like him and dancing like yeah. him. That, that's yeah. right, right, right. Um, you call him a goofy motherfucker. <laughs> right. But th- that's kind of at the point where we we learn about the bee drones and the granular project. And, and then we learn the horror of exactly what these people end up going through. We, we learn that it bored its way into Power's ear and into the brain's pain center. Medical examiner tells you you do anything to make it stop because 
he, I mean, in, in a sense, when we first learn uh, that the, uh, Joe Power's husband, you know, said, no, she cut her own throat. We're like, yeah, okay. But there, yeah, but there right. was kind of something, and maybe it's just the fact that we know we're watching a Black Mirror episode Yeah, that, yeah, I, I, we kind of believe them. We don't know what the explanation is yet, but but in an ordinary crime drama, nah, we're going to bring you in for questioning, dude, and we're going to, you know, and, and of course his DNA would be all over the place anyway because – Sure, you know, they're they're married and all of that, but but you know once the me makes that, but that's statement. just like to just stop with this just real quick because like, um, you know when you know uh, Karen has that fine like yeah I'm divorced when she's like basically like well online hate again she calls it I can't remember the word she used but you know it's not she says it's, it's absolutely three D, <laughs> right right and then she's like but marriage hate yeah like that's sincere <laughs> you know like you know and so like her belief i mean she's a cop right she's seen all kinds of crap and it's always like you know it's, it's not some great conspiracy she's like it's always like you know drugs or oh it's always drink drugs or domestic right so for her like as a as a cop who's seen loads and loads of cases it's based you know it's not complicated right now of course this does turn out to be complicated so for her it's like you know do I necessarily think it's the husband right now? I don't know, but he seems to be a strong candidate for it, you know? Right. And the irony is that if it weren't for Blue and her tech background, who knows how long it would have taken to, you know, really get to the bottom of all this. And when we learned the reason she left cyber crimes was, I guess, a, a very disturbing case with, I guess, child pornography and perhaps, you know, child murder. Uh, you know, we certainly get that sense. And, and while she's seen horrific things on her end, I, I don't want to say nothing prepares her for what she's going to see here, but but she jumps right in and, and it's really her tech skill that helps reveal that, you know, one of the bees near Powers home went offline and, and, you know, she starts, you know, really, really just getting to the bottom of what's going on here. And once she deduces that, well, if they're really little kind of mini computers, can somebody hack them? Oh no. Well, maybe. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, you know, and, and of course, right. and he starts saying, well, they'd have to this. And, and Karen says, well, you know, basically, she says what what I'm not hearing is the word impossible. Right, exactly. Um, and then once we find out that you know, the government is funding a significant portion of this corporation, and 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 of course the granular project, I, I would say is necessary. It's just that the surveillance part isn't necessary or maybe it is right. I, again you, you know you said uh, a few minutes ago about well think about how many lives we've saved how many you know bombings we've prevented and it's like well okay i'm sure that's true but and and look I, I, right but you're also taking in tons of information that you have no business taking in the well is the other side of that right right and and then you know you mentioned the prime minister going to number one on the list and and of course his reaction and i'm not saying it's the wrong approach but he wants to shut down the entire internet 
Well, that guy's just an, well. He's an animal. well. Okay, but you know, <laughs> he's probably the one person that maybe. All right, maybe this guy does kind of deserve it a little bit. Right, but know? but let's say for the sake of argument, he he wasn't on the list. Right. Is shutting down the internet at that point in time a reasonable act? Well, it's not a reasonable act at all, especially as like the only reason he backs off of it. It's because someone points out that, well, if we shut it down now, you're going to be number one still. You oh, know? well, right. Like you're guaranteed you're going to be number one if you shut it down. Then he's that, only that gives him pause. So it's all just himself. Uh, like he even says, like, you know, I, I, I believe he uses the F word in response to the, the environment and the issue when people points out that it's important to to avoid ecological disaster. I believe he says something like, Oh, F that or something like that. You know? So this guy is, he's a, he's a piece of work here. You know? Yeah. Um, now, now eventually blue starts gaining access to, you know, the, the actual um, computer programming and, and, you know, not that she goes through it line by line, but, but she, discovers that buried in the code is a manifesto which i don't know about you but it sounded a bit like walter's zft right that's exactly what i thought about when they were reading it so again whether these things were intentional or not uh you know like we said earlier the bees and and hitchcock yeah come on um whether the allusions to the X Files and Fringe, yeah, maybe, and and even if they weren't intentional, I I think they're still there. So you know regardless but 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 it's finally at this point where now we know that that the people that that voted are the real targets and that the hate figures were the bait um so yeah certainly an interesting twist and again the one of the things about this episode there's so many elements you know this it's really so well constructed that uh yeah you know, someone like me, okay, fine. 90 minutes, that's fine because it didn't feel like 90 minutes. You right. Know? It was a fast. Right. And, and it's sure. interesting because after I was uh, done, I had my notes and all of that, I just thought, hey, let me see if a couple reviews of it. And invariably, most of the reviewers that I read, that was an issue for them that, that they felt it could have been you know, really shortened quite a bit. I'm not sure I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know quite a bit. I felt like the epilogue was definitely maybe a little bit long. Yeah. You know, like they could have probably cut down on that a bit. But honestly, like the, it's so fast paced and everything is just boom, boom, boom. You know, like there's really no pause in the action. I mean, um, don't you need the three hate figures that are the bait? I, I mean, one yeah. one wouldn't be enough. I'm not sure two would to set the tone. I th- I think you know so right because you have to have the one like once they figure out what's happening. Now there's a possibility of saving somebody. Right? Yeah. Um. I mean, and they're unable to save Clara, and that was definitely. I mean, like Karen says, I've never seen anyone. Die. I've seen tons of dead bodies, but I've never seen anyone die. And that's impactful for both her and, you know, for Blue, who is not the, you know, hardened, calloused cop, really had an impact on her. You know, I I, I disagree that it could have been substantially shorter. Maybe they could have cut down on the end a little bit, 
you don't need to maybe see so much of the inquiry. Though, I will admit, when Sean Lee is getting ready to sit down in front of the inquiry and he's like nervously tugging at his tie, that was priceless, you know. Because this guy, that guy, has got some stuff to answer. Yeah, no kidding. And, and, and again, we're wondering the entire time, are they going to try to blame DCI Park for right. this? And, of course, that's not the case. But we don't really know that until the very end. So, But she's still hated in the nation, though, right? When she leaves, there's people pounding on her car and everything. Yeah, which... I, I, I would say it doesn't make any sense, but uh, you know, you, you see the things that we we hear people say and post, and and it's like right. how do anyway. So, uh, well, three hundred and fifty thousand people died. You know, like that is a that's that's pretty big. Yeah, you know, you know. Obviously, this is a very emotional touch point for them, and it seems like she, in some ways being low-key blamed for it because, well, she was in the room when Sean Lee pushed the button that let the whole thing happen, right? Yeah. So. All right, what else? Whew. Wow, what else? Well, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the, the uh, actors here because Kelly McDonald is amazing. Oh, I love her. Yeah, I could, yeah. I, yeah. I, could, I could watch her um, read paint commercials and everything. Um, and she was awesome. Like, she's just... So great. Uh, from the first time I saw her having sex with uh, Owen McGregor on, uh, in train spotting back, back in the day. Not the reason I picked this one, but you know, she was awesome. As is Benedict Wong, you probably didn't really recognize because you haven't seen really any of the most recent MCU movies. But he is Wong uh, on, in Doctor Strange and the, you know, the, a bunch of other movies recently mm-hmm. than in the MCU. Uh, he's great. I didn't realize he was a Brit. He's a Brit. He's from, not only is he a Brit, he's a Mank. He's from Manchester. And he went to school in Salford, which is where Ian Curtis and uh, Barney Sumner are from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I know her from line of duty. She was in uh, one, one of the seasons. Um, yeah. Train spotting. That wasn't a disturbing movie. Oh my god! Well, you know, like the funny thing about Train Spotting—well, not funny, but like, like the first half is just you know, it's actually kind of like a funny movie and everything and everything, and then all of a sudden there's like this very definite part about halfway through where it is no longer funny at all, and then the rest of the movie is not is not the comedic romp that it was uh, beforehand. So. The, the the lady who played Joe Powers did look familiar, and Fred pointed out she was in the Nevers and everything, which is yeah, um, yeah, Faye Marseille. And, and yeah. as I, I put in my response to Fred's feedback, I, I still have to watch the second season of the Nevers, uh, or the or not the second season, or the second half of the first yeah. season. I'm gonna have to track it down. Where, I can't. Where where like it's it's nowhere. Like it was on some yeah um, of the. Like the the like the freebie type. Well, I think uh, we're gonna have to go onto the dark web, dude. The dark web. So yeah, of course. well, you have to. And this time they they force you to do it. Yeah, Dave. you know it's it's not it's not even a free choice for you. You're being you're being forced into a corner. Here. Yeah, the, uh, it's called Tor T O R. So you'll need to download that. And then uh, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. What else? Um, but yeah, like you know. Sean Lee, you know, with the 
you know, he pushes the button. He's like, sorry, that needed doing, you know, it's almost like I got these computer nerds and women around and it's finally time for me to step up as the government male alpha dude to take control of the situation and do what needs to be done. And of course he, his little keystroke leads to the death of, you know, almost 350,000 people Um, where if he had just taken a second to pause and listen to Karen, who is actually like, Hey, don't you think this has all been a little bit too easy? Like, like she, I think she says something like, um, like Garrett's not like a, oh, our guy doesn't seem like the type to leave keys lying around, right? And that's right. Like, really, you he's cleared out his place, but he's left this really big piece of evidence lying around for you to find? Like, come on. Like, even, like, your most you know, remedial cop is going to figure out, like, this is this is some BS here, man. So, but, but you know, doesn't listen to, won't listen to the Scots woman at all. Just goes and pushes the key. The government's a cunt. We knew that already. That's a great <laughs> line. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone starts to get all up in their face to, to show it. She's just like, listen, we, we know that the government does crap like this. Like let's get that. Does, that's not the issue. Let's move on. Yeah, just their efforts to like stop the bees by like shoving her coat underneath the 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 hole in the or the 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 gap at the bottom of the bathroom door. It's like you know laughable. Yeah, yeah, because it didn't work uh, in college, so probably not going to work <laughs> exactly. here either. Right, right. You know her her line when they they show Clara looking like she's peeing on the war memorial. She just goes, "Well done, Clara." <laughs> Listen. There's some really good lines. There are. Like, yep. and, and of course, the uh, very beautiful um, Kelly McDonald delivers them with Elon. So um, I might be, I might be. Oh, I, I actually, if if you're going to send me a cake calling me a fucking bitch, well, if you send it to me as a cake, it's not, it's not quite as bad, actually. <laughs> yeah. Because that looked like a really good cake. It did. And the forensics guys liked it, yeah, apparently. Exactly. So, you know, and that, like that, she's sitting there with like her wine and the cake, like laughing at what people are saying about her online. Like, in a way, I, I have to admire that, actually. Um, okay. All right. I'm done. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get the listener feedback. We'll be right back. Hello to everyone at Sci Fi TV Rewatch. Alan from England here, mostly with feedback about the Black Mirror episode, Hated in the Nation. I mean, continuing with Outlander, halfway through season two, and the intrigues of the Court of Versailles, pretty good. We went to the cinema to see Wonka. So many callbacks to the 1971 version, which I absolutely adore, including some music, some dialogue, and one very canny Oompa Loompa finished season one of La Brea, and it's starting to get more complex. Not dark complex, but there's certainly a bit of who might that young character grow up to become one of the older characters in the show. Just watch the trailer for Fallout, as we're getting into that soon. I didn't actually realize until now that it was based in the same world, although not exactly the same characters or storyline, as the Fallout video game. I just love Fallout 4. The look and feel of the trailer looks really well done and faithful to the game. Can't wait to be seeing that. 
I might even need to go and play the game again. Black Mirror, hated in the nation. Once again, I give thanks to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch, another title I completely didn't recognise, but gradually remembered as the episode started to unfold. I do like this episode framed almost entirely as that flashback within that inquiry, even though, of course, the existence of the inquiry tells you something big or bad happened. I was quite interested with what Fred was saying, that the ambiguity or difficulty of the title is quite good in then not giving things away. Now, obviously, if this episode had been called When Killer Drones Attack, you'd kind of know what was going on from the start. A real blend of existing or almost existing technologies here. Killer drones? Check. Well, we don't have the swarm of miniature ones, but we do have aerial military drones, which are massive and carry explosives. Social media? Check. This could almost be an even darker extension of the nosedive episode from before. Social media instigators? Check. The kind of people who specialise in seemingly being as nasty as possible. We have a few of those. Self-driving cars, almost check, we're getting there. Public inquiries, check, check, checkity check. There's always at least three of those going on in the UK. The start is a bit like an episode of Fringe, where you're just waiting for that moment of shock, which we get to in pretty quick succession, as the first two victims die in mysterious circumstances. With that hashtag death to... It's almost like a modern version of stoning. Each individual voter isn't really responsible for anyone's death, but when you throw enough stones together, it happens. We have the experienced cop, Karen, younger, naive, hopeful cop, Blue, and then Benedict Wong playing the security services cop, Sean. I really like this actor in everything he does. He was great in Doctor Strange, and he's going to play Darsher, a major character in Three Body. So I'm looking forward to that. Try as they might, they just can't save that third victim who gets permanently cancelled. Things escalate quickly as the drones take out a bunch of soldiers and then seemingly all 387,000 people who took part in the hashtag death to campaign, who are the real intended victims, especially when Sean loses patience and presses that button. The only time we really see him nervous is when he sits down in front of that committee where he's going to be in trouble both personally and as a representative of the security services who unwittingly aided the whole thing. Garrett's goals, however slippery, is eventually tracked down by Blue, and we see Karen's smile of relief at the end. Now, will Scholes be taken into custody, or will he also be permanently cancelled? I like how it's left open-ended, although you feel Scholes is going to be visited with more vengeance than justice. What a great, if long, virtually feature-length episode at about 89 minutes. Now, I'll have to steel myself to re-watch White Bear. One scene, never forgotten that one. Still, we'll always have chicken tikka masala. Take care, Alan from England. Hey everybody, this is Alan from Minnesota with feedback mostly not about Black Mirror. I've been watching a few different things that seem worth mentioning. First off, the pilot of the new Apple TV sci-fi show, Constellation. I'm really mixed on this so far. I loved the movies Gravity and The Martian, so it's not too surprising that every scene showing the International Space Station and Mission Control I found gripping. 
but I really disliked the opening and closing scenes set on Earth in the spooky northern woods. Indications are that this is more what the show is really about after the first two episodes, so that's not a great sign. By the way, I didn't make this connection while watching, but TV critic Dan Feinberg, who also liked the space stuff and not the earthbound mystery box elements, noted the plot similarities with the Halle Berry show Extant. That's kind of fun because it was how I first discovered Dave as a podcaster when he did an Extant recap pod with Mike. I rewatched a couple of old episodes of TV, in one case quite old. I've been slowly watching a curated list of episodes of Star Trek Voyager with my wife and daughters, but I recently realized they didn't remember, or in the case of my younger daughter, likely hasn't seen, the pilot that set up the premise. So we circled back to it. I remembered it as being kind of blah, but on rewatch it actually held up much better than I had recalled. And I know you guys love International Assassin, as do I, but I rewatched the Leftovers series finale because it got covered on Andy Greenwald's ringer pod, Did It Stick the Landing? I was stunned by how emotionally powerful three different scenes were, all three involving Nora, played by Carrie Coon. Any other show having one moment that intense in an entire series would be amazing. Three in one episode, I just don't know what to say, except that they don't make them like that anymore, and Carrie Coon was so incredibly robbed by Emmy voters when you also include her performance on FX's Fargo. So was Ray Seahorn, by the way. The two of them should have most of the Emmy statuettes from the past decade if there were any justice in this world. Speaking of finales, I also watched, not a rewatch, the final episodes of Loki and Mrs. Davis. I thought both tied up their series quite well and did stick the landing, Although for Mrs. Davis, I definitely thought the strongest episodes were earlier in the season. On to a brief touching on Hated in the Nation, the first Black Mirror movie in essence. I liked the episode, which introduced a number of interesting near-future sci-fi concepts. But for me, it's below average for Black Mirror, even if that still puts it well ahead of most TV shows. I just personally don't enjoy police procedurals, and that's what this really resembled with a sci-fi twist. Hello Dave and Wayne and all listeners to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. This is Fred from the Netherlands with audio feedback 316 about the Black Mirror episode Hated in the Nation, Season 3, Episode 6. Some known actors here. To start with Joe Powers, so the killed lady, who is played by Elizabeth Barrington. She was Lucy in The Nevers, a series you also did a podcast about. Blue Carlson, the following detective, let's say, played by Faye Marcy. And I thought, where do I recognize you from? And that's actually from Andor. She's also in 11 episodes of Game of Thrones, but that's a series I still haven't watched. I don't want to insult anybody, but what disturbed me very much during the episode is the quite severe Scottish accent. It just got me distracted. But perhaps that's because it's for me, as a not-native speaker, less understandable. But of course I should shut up about accents, because I have a terrible accent myself. In the beginning, by the way, there was a discussion about age, where Karen says to Blue, you're young, and then Blue says, well, perhaps you're old. And I thought, well, these actresses look about the same age, and I looked it up, well, they differ 10 years. Born in 1976 and 86. 
I wouldn't be surprised, by the way, if one of you or one of the Allens or all of us just make a reference to birds of Alfred Hitchcock. These bees getting into the house and knocking at the door, let's say, is so reminiscent of uh, Hitchcock's birds. I wouldn't be surprised to get a reference towards the peripheral, where, of course, also real bees in that case attacked uh, people. Of course, there were two Chekhov's guns in this one. That inspector Nick Shelton, who creates the hashtag kill Garrett Scholes, that that would have big consequences. And the other one was inspector Sean Lee pushing the button so that Rasmus Scholberg could get access to his whole B system again. And of course, that goes wrong. Although initially you thought, okay, it was okay, but... I never believed it. So those two were a little weak. I think the CGI was great. On a micro level, so close-ups to the beast, uh, very, very nicely done. And also in a, uh, the CGI of the big swarms, etc. Not a cheap episode, I think. Alan from England found last week's episode, Hang the DJ, one of the most positive ones and announced that this one was not so positive, although I think the ending was still quite positive, so that Blue really found this, Garrett's calls. And in the sense of bearing the consequences of what you do and say, well, perhaps he will bear the consequences of what he did. In the beginning of the episode, I don't understand why Karen is so shattered, so perhaps nervous, etc. You really have the feeling she is appearing for a court and can be sentenced or something like that. But at the end of the episode, you see it's just an inquiry committee trying to find the truth and is quite polite and friendly to her. I find it a kind of inconsistent because in the most part of the episode you see she's quite a stable and, well, more or less tough lady, although also a little traumatized by her divorce, it seems, because in her opinion it's always the husband who is the guilty one. And that was also a kind of Chekhov's gun. You really saw that coming that at a certain point she made a mark towards Blue. Yes, I'm divorced. My major nitpick is that when they brought Clara into safety, they didn't protect her head with a mosquito net or something like that, just walking over the street into the car. Well, if a bee comes, he can get into your nose, ears, whatever. And if they wouldn't have a real beekeeper's head at hand, they just could take a motorcycle helmet just to protect all her head openings. Best quote of the episode, Karen to Inspector Lee, are you Batman? Okay, that will be all for now. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. All right, we'll go ahead and start off with Alan in England. And, and you know, we've mentioned Fringe and, and he points out about the opening having that Fringe feel to it. And of course, the manifesto. But Alan, you probably know, I'm not sure what to make of your white bear comment. I, I've seen a few things in the course of uh, us doing black mirror that uh, i'm 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 kind of like cringing in preparation for white bear so i don't know so what you don't have to they, tell me you've, 
You, I know I'm not. Okay. I'm just saying you've seen probably the the nice ones. Okay. <laughs> okay. And but I it, I will say, if you ever want to go and watch Crocodile, I think that is probably the darkest of the Black Mirror episodes. And um, and that that's exa- I I, wa- I kind of wanted to do it, but I kind of also realized that I don't know if I want to go back to Crocodile right now and everything. So, but. Um, yeah, there's some, dark, I, now I, honestly, I can't remember what happened in white bear, uh, that, that Alan B referring to, but I, is that, is that next? I think that's next. Okay. So, or, yeah, we're going to, we're going to find out soon. Um, that I'm going to be reminded soon enough, but I just remembered that that was like a really, really good episode. Okay. So, uh, anything else about Alan in England? Just, uh, oh, well, you know, he's talking about like, um, getting fallout like maybe playing the video game and do they have that for a wii <laughs> because that's like the most recent uh game system i got going here so yeah talked about pretty much all the rest of alan's stuff okay the, the now show, so. now alan in minnesota you know in, in my notes i i've written that alan you might have convinced me to pass on constellation and then of course with your uh review of it as well i'll go ahead and wait i i still have apple tv and my my wife and i are watching a show on there now called the new look which uh, i'm sure it's high on your list about the uh, french world of fashion during world war ii focusing on christian dior and coco chanel but uh funny enough dave it's not it's not but but, uh it's pretty good but uh (laughs) Well, Apple TV has some great content on there. Yeah, know? it does. And and I think I mentioned I still have access to the screeners. So, uh, I mean, it's not all that expensive. Oh, my God. I was looking at Hulu. It's almost 20 bucks for Hulu because I, I can't handle commercials. So, whatever I got to pay for yeah. no commercials, I'll pay. But So, I still don't have Hulu. Thanks for the well, – I, I, I just thought – so, we still have Hulu, but – um, for some reason, Sean, my son, still has an account that he got when he was in college because he was able to get it for like five bucks a month or something, or even less, I think, in college. Actually, I think he got it for free in college. And somehow he still has it. Somehow the bills are being paid for Hulu, but it is with commercials. But that's the one that I'll tolerate. Yeah. Alan, thanks for the extant shout out. That was uh, certainly a blast from the past. And I- I've brought this up from time to time with you um and and the result is always the same your uh um condemnation even if you don't say it i feel it that i may have to finally finish the leftovers because i i got to i don't know if it's only the finale it might be the last two i'm sure i'll have to watch the last couple if i'm i I feel like you got like right up till almost the end and you just stop like refused to watch it was just so dark but but you know he reminded me because i love carrie coon who's also starring Mm -hmm. in the gilded age on max which my wife and i really are enjoying a lot wouldn't know yeah um it's pretty good actually but uh no i just i I canceled oh you did okay um which i say is it's like a kind of a commentary on the quality of apple tv that I canceled Max. We kept my app. Yeah, but you know, I'm starting to come around to you know not only your approach, but but certainly I think it's Allen in Minnesota, and probably a lot of the listeners. Where you know I'm going to keep this 
because this show just came back. I'll keep it for a couple of months, then I'll cancel it, but I'll add this yep. one. And then it's just like this, this, you know, rotating system because it's so damn easy to, to cancel. And, right. you know, and so, yep. uh, so I'll, I'll definitely get Matt when house of the dragon comes I back. I was going to say, I will come back to max. Um, I think I told you last week. I don't know if I said in the podcast, I can't remember about like, you know, I was about to cancel Paramount plus, but they offered me another two months. I'm like, ah, okay, <laughs> right. do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but once that two months is up, I'm going to for sure cancel uh, until Strange New Worlds comes back. And then I'll, I'll get it again. Maybe Discovery. I mean, I'll get to probably watch Discovery too. But, you know, Apple TV, it just, it just seems like one of those things you can always, well, first of all, like there's always someone who, in my house who wants to watch an episode of Ted Lasso. At some point or another, you know, so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's one I want to get But anyway, to. Go ahead. Alan from Minnesota, preach about Kerry Coons and Ray Ray Seahorn being completely robbed over the last decade, because that is no question, man. You are, there's no justice in the world. There, and couldn't agree more about how the leftovers nailed the last episode. That was awesome. Um, as I said, still and always, International Assassin will be my gold standard for a hour-long TV show. You, you, you say it's a police procedure with a sci-fi twist, I agree, but I call it a police procedure with a Kelly McDonald twist. But if you don't like police procedures, obviously this was a big police procedure. Though I dare say, as we had said before, and as um, I point out, that there is a lot of, you know, like and you said, X-Files and Fringe in, in this episode that... You know, again, I'm not going to go like people who are fans of the L word who claim that everything that followed is, you know, directly uh, related to that. But, you know, listen, especially X-Files, man, because, you know, X-Files is super popular and, you know, people, you know, loads of people have seen it and loads of people look to it as a model. And, uh, so I, I would dare say more, maybe even more so than fringe. I would say that, that, uh, Charlie Booker was kind of had, uh, Scalder and, and Scully and Mulder, Scully and Mulder, Scully and Mulder in mind when he, uh, when he wrote this. One. See, if you were recording here in the studio, you'd be able to just look to your left and see the, uh, Scully and Mulder uh, action figures. I I remember the action. Um, But uh, I don't think it's uh, an overstatement to refer to the X-Files as iconic. Uh, Fringe is right up there. I mean, yeah, again, I don't want to, you know, go down that rabbit hole tonight. Now, Fred from the Netherlands, (laughs) we've talked about, you know, the both things that I had in my notes, the the nevers. And then, of course, the allusion to the birds. Um, Anything else about Fred? Well, that's actually, that's a great call of the peripheral with the bees. I mean, obviously the peripheral came afterwards, so it's not, you know, it's not like Charlie Booker said, oh, I need a lot, you know, but of course it's directly related to the, to the bees, but, um, sorry, to the birds. But, uh, but that was a great call of, cause I'd forgotten about the, the lady being uh death by bee in, in the peripheral. That was, that was a good, good call there, Fred. Um, also, the CGI was amazing in this for sure. That was that was awesome, and uh, you know, like Kelly McDonald has that thick Scottish brogue, but you know, I mean, she's Scottish, man. What are you gonna do, yeah. right? Like, she's just as just like Tusk. She's keeping it real. Yep. <laughs> All right, you want to leave it there? 
you know, I always think about a thousand things like the next morning that I should say, but, but I think probably everyone's have heard enough about okay. me. So, yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm, you know, going full on a, I just thought this was really good. I mean, I, I, I don't know what I would do differently. Um, you know, look, and if I'm saying a 90 minute episode is fine, it's effing fine. That's, that that's that's a big statement yeah. right there actually yeah yeah <laughs> uh yeah a for sure right it, it was it was a great episode um it was i i, I think the from the the pacing and everything was was awesome the writing was very tight uh the acting was was outstanding and i mean did we mention uh, kelly mcdonald's in it did, did, did kelly mcdonald is she in this one i, I feel like i saw her in the thing too and and my man benedict wong my mank now too. I, I, I love that guy. Um, I, I'd forgotten he was in, and when he showed up, I'm like, because when I first saw this, Benedict Wong was not Benedict Wong. You know, he wasn't in any uh, MCU movies at all yet. Um, and then when I saw him, I'm like, what? So that was that was great. That was nice. All right. Well, and the, and the Batmobile too. Yeah. Was, that was super cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and stop there, uh, or uh, you know, we'll keep going, and we've got other shows we need to watch. But that'll do it for this episode of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. Thank you for joining us. Love to hear what you think about Black Mirror. Anything going on in your genre TV world? We'd love to hear that. Check out the Facebook group if you haven't already. If you're already a member, spread the word. Emails, sci-fi TV rewatch at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to talk about the Black Mirror episode, White Bear. But until then, Dave... You know, you kind of threw me under the bus on Facebook this week. And, you know, it might happen to you next week, buddy. And then we're both in the middle of online shitstorms.